0: And we are live. Uh, Once again, we like to uh, say to those that are listening and uh, by streaming live and by iTunes, uh, our iTunes store has really, really grown in in listeners, so we're thankful and we're grateful for that. Uh, We'd like to invite your attention to the book of St. Matthew. We're going to start with the book of Saint Matthew this morning. We've got some places we're going to travel to, but uh, not too many. But we're going to travel there, Amen. Uh, Saint Matthew, chapter number 24. We're so excited that the Lord has uh, thought enough of us to to uh, reveal some stuff in His Word. Uh, We've been dealing, hanging around in the book of Genesis uh, for the past uh, two or three weeks. And uh, we discovered some things about the Garden of Eden and even about the fallen angels, you know, in the Genesis chapter number 6. So this morning we're going to go a little bit farther and we're going to try to deal with something this morning that's uh, really pertinent to us. Amen. Because the title of our message this morning is Living in a Perverse Generation. Living in a perverse generation, okay? Uh, perverse is a generation, it has to do with uh, a corrupt generation and how we are able to live in the generation no matter what is going on, no matter what is happening. We can live uh, a, a godly and a holy life uh, in that generation. So let's begin in Matthew chapter number 4. I'm going to read verse number 37, Verse starting with verse number 37. And of course, it connects, it does connect uh, with uh, Genesis as well. So Matthew chapter number 24, uh, verse number 37. Verse 37 says, but as the days of Noah, well, let me back up. I'm going to back up to verse 36. It says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man... No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And he's talking about the return of Christ, the second coming of Christ. Now, verse 37 says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Verse 39 says, And knew not unto, until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now. We ask Holy Spirit that you come. You are the teacher. You speak to us and you speak through us. We pray, Father God, that your word, Lord God, will just settle within our spirit. And God, we will consume it, Lord God, and let not one drop of your word uh, fall into our flesh. But God, let it sink deep within our spirit and our souls until our mindset come to a place of change. And gracious God, we thank you right now. Hide me behind the cross. And thank you, Lord God, for... What you have done for us, the penalty you paid for us, you gave your life so that we will have life. And God, we thank you for that now. We just praise you and we honor you. And God, we give your glory. And we can never say thank you enough, Lord, for what you have done to give us eternal life. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. All right, St. Matthew chapter number 24, talking about... Living in a perverse generation. Living in a perverse generation. Now, as we read verses 37 through 39, we note that the Bible does say that uh, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. There are some things that took place in the days of Noah. And uh those things that took place in the days of Noah will be the exact same things that will be taking place in our uh um, uh in our life uh now uh uh in our generations now. And it goes on to say, even before the Son of Man shows up, all these things are gonna be happening. And we're going to reveal some of those things because we need to know about the days of Noah and what was going on. Amen. It talks about in verse 38, and we're going to connect this to Genesis chapter number 6. It talks about in verse number 38, For as in the days that were before the flood, this happened, what we're going to be dealing with is what happened before the flood in the days of Noah. Okay? It says, but for as in the days that were before the flood, the Bible said they were eating and they were drinking. I mean, in other words, they were having a good time. They were celebrating, Okay? Then it says, they were marrying and giving in marriage. Now, when we begin to talk about marrying, uh, there's also a consummation that takes place during the course of marriage. Amen? So they was marrying, they were giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Now, Noah was instructed to build this ark. God had spoken to him, okay? Now, in verse number 39, and look at this, this is scary to me. It says, and knew not, talking about the people, and knew not until the flood came. They had no clue. I mean, they, um, they were not even aware. They were so into what they were doing, they could not see the signs of Christ's return. So, as it was in that day, so it was going to be in our day when the Lord comes back. So, in other words, it says, uh, uh, and they took, it, until the flood took them all away, it says, so shall also The coming of the Son of Man be. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 6. Genesis chapter number 6. We're going to see about some things that took place during the time of Noah. And we're going to connect those things with what's happening in our world today. Amen. Genesis chapter number 6. We've been through Genesis chapter 6, some portions of Genesis chapter 6. But well, there's some things we want to point out again that the Holy Spirit has shown us. Now, you remember in St. Matthew chapter 24, it talks about them uh, 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 marrying and giving in marriage. So the first thing we want to discover in Genesis chapter 6, beginning at verse number 1, it says, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. Okay. So, one of the things that happened uh, during the time of Noah was there was a multiplication of the population. There was an increase in the population. You see that in verse number one, it says, uh, when men began to multiply on the first of the earth, on the face of the earth, the population began to increase. So I took the liberty to find out what was going on in our world today. Amen. So just like there was a population increase uh, in their day, it is also now a population increase in our day. Right now within our world, there is about 7.5 billion people. 7.5 billion people in our world today. So there has literally been a, a, a uh, uh, increase in the population. That's the similarity now, and, and the beginning process of uh, uh, Genesis chapter number six when it talks about the multiplication of, of, of men. All right. So I also noticed that there are more births today and less deaths. So when you come to understand, you know, they increase the uh, um, the, the social security age as forced to draw your social security, I think it's, now he's about seventy, you know, seventy years old. So it used to be you could you know retiring at sixty five or you can go out early sixty two. Now they've increased it to to uh seventy years of age. So people are not dying as long. They're living longer. But there are more people uh, that are being birthed. So the population is increasing. Okay? Now the next thing we want to look at that took place then and also What is going on now is in verse number 2. Verse number 2 says that the sons of God, they saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. And they took them wives of all which they chose. So the next thing we want to look at, when you talk about wives, that means there was marriages going on. You remember in Matthew chapter number 24, it was talking about how they were marrying and giving in marriage. So in Genesis chapter number six, it says the sons of God they took the daughters of men, and then that there, there came that marriage. Okay. So that and one interesting thing is this: is when you look at the sons of God for those that had not been present, the the sons of God represents the fallen angels. So the fallen angels they had took on wives that belonged to the human race. Okay. Now th- there are some things that are forbidden. That was forbidden. Angels was not to marry the humans, okay? Things were forbidden. Now, we're going to go to some scriptures and uh and what we're about to show you, just chew it. Amen. Chew it and swallow it, okay? Because we're looking at some from, some forbidding things and we're going to look at what the scripture tells us uh things that are not to be done. Now, let's go to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus in the Old Testament Let's see, Leviticus is right after the book of Exodus. And we're going to first look at chapter number 20 in the book of Leviticus. Chapter number 20 in the book of Leviticus. We're talking about things that are forbidden. Things that are forbidden okay now it was forbidden for those fallen angels to marry the daughters of the uh, of the humans okay it was forbidden now going to it's considered in it's considered strange flesh okay now going to the book of Leviticus are we there uh, well Leviticus chapter number 20 and we're going to look at some 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 things that that uh strange a strange flesh now verse number 13. Uh reading verse, yeah, verse number 13. It says, If a man also lie with mankind, are we there? If a man also lie with mankind, as he lieth with what? A woman. Both of them have committed an abomination, and they shall surely be put to death, and their blood shall be upon them. Now, that's that's a strange flesh, because the connection is, is not where it should be. Now, God made man and woman. He didn't make man and man, okay? Here, because I wanted to see what was it uh, during that time, because I said, okay, God, why why did you write this in the book of Levit- Leviticus? Why did you allow Moses to, to record this unless some things like this was going on? So what we have today in our world did not just not start. Amen. We're talking about Old Testament days. We're talking about a long time ago, amen. Now, dropping down um, to verse number fifteen, and it says, And if a man lie with a beast, he shall surely be put to death, and ye shall slay or kill the beast. Okay? This is stuff you talk about Old Testament now, okay? This is what was going on in Noah's days, before the flood. So you can see why God God, (laughs) sent the flood and destroyed everything, right? Now, looking at verse 16, it says, And if a woman approach unto any beast and lie down thereto, thou shalt kill the woman and the beast. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, one of the things I found interesting um, is this week, you know, and I I think it was, the day was Friday. I think it was Friday. I think it was Friday. I was sitting there watching Channel 7 News. Amen. I was watching, because I said, Lord, I want to make sure I'm on point. Because whatever went on back then, God says, before his coming, before Christ comes, it's going to go on right now. So when I was watching Channel 7 News, they had arrested a young lady, 23 years old, from Cherokee County for having intimacy, being intimate of, and the young folks know what it is, and having sex with a dog. As it was, the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 24, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of God uh, uh, returns, okay? So here it is in the Leviticus chapter number 20, God forbids that, that strange flesh, amen? Don't know about that to y'all, but to me, that's strange flesh. And God himself records it in the book that, that this ought not to be, okay? Now, looking at Leviticus chapter number 18. I'm going to read it again because that's, enough, that's an emphasis here. He makes it even more clearer. Leviticus chapter number 18. Are we there? Now, verse number 22. It says in Leviticus chapter number 22, it says, Thou shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. I mean, it, it, that cannot be any more plainer, Right? Yeah, you know, do I need to explain what that means? You know, it, it says do not lie with a man like you're gonna lie with a woman. Amen. Yeah, that's what the scripture is saying. It says thou shalt not lie with mankind, dealing with homosexuality. Let me make it plain, okay? As with womankind, the Bible says it is an abomination. In other words, God hates it. Okay? Verse number twenty three says, Neither shall thy lie with what? any beast to defile thyself therewith neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto the bible says it is what confusion so what what transpired that we know that came across the television that's confusion and see the main thing is this what's happened is that's not the first time that's been happening okay uh, what's going on? That has really been happening. I mean, that's really been going on, amen? It has really been going on. It's just, now it's just being exposed, okay? So, and the reason why it is because, uh, uh the return of Christ is so, so close. It, it is so close. And so, we wanna make sure that we know what's going on so we'll be ready when Jesus come back, right? Because nobody wants to lose their life and end up in hell. When we, when we are, uh, should be uh, focusing on uh, uh, going to heaven. Amen. Okay. Now let's flip, flip back. Keep, keep your place there in, in Leviticus. Okay. Now let's uh, flip right back to uh, Genesis, not much, chapter six. Now you keep your place there in um, Leviticus 18. You want to hold that place because there's something else the Lord is going to show us. Amen. Okay. Wow. Now, uh, reading verse number 3 in Genesis chapter number 6, it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Verse number 4 says, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that from the sons of God, came in unto the daughters of men, and they bowed children to them. as a consummation. They got married. It says, Then they became mighty men, which were of old, and men of renown. Now, there's some other things that's considered to be uh, strange flesh. Uh, in, in our, uh, yeah, let's go back to uh, Leviticus chapter number 18. Okay? Talking about strange flesh. Going back to Leviticus uh, chapter number 18 you are talking about strange flesh. There was something here that I had missed a long time ago. In my mind, I thought one thing, but then I discovered something else when I was studying the Scriptures and I was reading in the book of Leviticus. Okay. Now, Leviticus chapter number 18. Now, looking at verse number 7. Verse number 7 says, "...the nakedness of thy father..." For the nakedness of thy mother shalt thou not uncover. She is thy mother, thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. Verse 8 says, The nakedness of thy father's wife shalt thou not uncover. It is thy father's nakedness. It is thy Father's nakedness. It's that father's nakedness. Now, I ask you to go over to Leviticus chapter number twenty because we're going we're gonna, to uh, we're drawing a trail here. You're going on a journey. You some things you need to see. Remember about the nakedness, okay? Now, verse number eleven in uh, Leviticus chapter number twenty, verse number eleven says. And the man that lieth with his father's wife, right, had uncovered his father's what? Nakedness. The way he uncovers his father's nakedness, he is lying. He's he's uh, 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 intimate, okay, with his father's wife. Now, got it? Want to make sure we got an understanding in that? Are we? Are we? Do we have an understanding? Are we clear? Okay. All right, it says, I'm going to read it again, verse 11. And the man that lieth with his father's wife hath uncovered his father's nakedness. For both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, I'll show you something that I've missed all these years. And we are going to look at something that god is revealing has revealed him now genesis chapter number nine genesis chapter number nine genesis chapter number nine remember now leviticus is saying that a man is not to uncover his father's wife so when he uncovers his father's wife it means he's uncovering his father's nakedness right all these years i have taught can i be honest that when 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 when, when Noah's son went into him, uh, it was as if he had defiled uh, his father. Well, when I go to the Scriptures, that is not what happened. Okay? Remember now when we, what we read in Leviticus? It says now in Leviticus, and this is going against what the main uh, church, or the main religion will teach. Okay? Remember now, in Leviticus it says that if a man lie with his father's wife and cover her uncover un, un, her nakedness, then it talks about uh, he is uncovering the father's nakedness. Y'all got it? Y'all, y'all, y'all read me, clear. I going to make sure you got an understanding. Okay? So in other words, to 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 be with your mama, put it that way, to a uh, son to be with his mama means he is uncovering his father's nakedness. The mother is considered the, the, the nakedness, okay, of the father, according to the Scripture. Now, let's go Genesis chapter number 9, because, see, stuff like that is going on today. Amen? And the reason why, because in the New Testament, Paul begins to rebuke, I think, the church of Corinth, because the son had his mother's, had married the mom, And he told him this ought not to be. So he rebuked it in, in, in that time, okay? Now, Genesis chapter number nine, and we're going to look at verse number start, verse number nineteen. Okay? Now, so now we're still dealing with Noah's Day, okay? All right. Verse number nineteen, Genesis chapter number nine. Verse 19 says, These are the three sons of Noah, and of them were the whole earth overspread. In other words, the sons of Noah was the ones that, that repopulated the earth after the flood. Okay? Now, verse 20 says, and Noah began to be in the husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. That was his That was his occupation. Now, he, in, in essence, he was like a farmer, okay? Verse 21 says, and he drank of the wine, and he had to be drinking, uh, plant some grapes, okay? He said, and he drank of the wine and was drunken And he was uncovered within his tent. He was uncovered within his tent. Now, verse number 22. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his what? father. So what the Leviticus chapter 18 and 20 says about the nakedness of his father. It was his mom. According to the scriptures. See, that goes completely against mainstream religion teaching. That means they have not gone and read the book. And like I said, I had to apologize and I repented. Because see, anytime I find something in the scripture, you see, it's like this. When you're when you growing up and you're studying under others, they can only, you can only know what somebody else teaches you. So when you get in the book for yourself, that's when you learn what really goes on. That's why people cannot have that excuse when they stand before God and say, well, you know, I didn't do this and I didn't do this because they didn't live right and I didn't know what the Bible said and it was too hard. No, God's not going to accept that. You know, what God said, I'm going to judge you because he's, first of all, he's, I've written the laws uh, uh, on the table of your heart, okay? And the next thing he says, study yourself approved. Our workman rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, God tells us, we're supposed to study, amen? So there ain't no excuse. We can't put it on nobody except our own selves if we don't know what the word says. Amen? And that might be a bill's pill to swallow, but that's truth. Okay? Alright. So now we understand now that, that he uncovered his father's nakedness and according to the book of Leviticus chapter 18 and 20, he really uncovered his mom. Okay, now you say, well, that's wow. Watch this. I, I pondered in my mind for many years why did God do, uh, why did Noah do the next thing here? Going back to, um, Genesis chapter number nine, verse number 22. In, in uh, the latter part, he says, and uh, now Ham tells his, his father, uh, uh, that, uh, he told his two brothers, uh, 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 that was on the outside, okay? Now, verse number 23 says, and Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it upon their shoulders, and they went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces was backward, and they saw not thy father's nakedness. Now, we've established through Scripture that the nakedness of the father is uh, Noah's wife, because that's what the Bible says. Amen? That's what the Bible says. Now... Verse number 25, here's a a key, here's a a key here. 25 says, and he said, let me go to 24. 24 says, and Noah awoke from his wine and knew not what his younger son had done unto him. This is the part where we always stop and say, okay, that means he he defiled his, his, his father. But that's not what happened, okay? Verse number 25 gives us a cue, uh, 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 okay? The key. Verse 25 says, Noah, now, Noah Noah's, now this is what Noah does. Verse 25 says, And he said, Noah says, Cursed be Canaan. Now, Canaan is, is not yet, you know, he's not yet born yet. So he's saying, Cursed ye Canaan. But listen, it was Ham. That went in and uncovered the father's nakedness, right? According to scripture. It was, it was one of those three sons. Ham was the one that one in and uncovered his father's nakedness. But in verse number 25, Noah curses Canaan. Canaan is the seed. Canaan is the, is the grandchild. So why is he cursing the seed? Only women can bring forth. When men, and, when men and women come together, only the woman can bring forth the, the, the birth. The, the man releases the seed. Why? The man releases the seed. Okay. Now he curses the seed. Why does he curse the seed? Why would he curse the seed? His, the, which will come up to be his grandson, that will give him, give them headaches. From then on out. Hey, is that not amazing or oh, I mean, it, it was our wake up. So the things that happened back then, God says, we're gonna see those things throughout the generations to come before he returns back here to, to call for his children to come back home. That is to me is literally amazing. He curses the seed. That's 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 also. I mean, why not curse Ham? He was the one that did it. Why would he curse his seed? That's why we have to meditate and that's why we have to think on when God is speaking and when we're in the Scriptures. Okay, let's go back to Genesis chapter number 6. Genesis chapter number 6. Going back to Genesis chapter number 6. That's some strange flesh to me, okay? That, that's some strange flesh. We're talking about uh, living, living Uh, living in in a perverse generation, a generation that's corrupt. Now, here's the next thing that that, uh, is going to uh, uh, that's happening now that happened back then. Uh, Let's go and I didn't put this on the text, but we'll go to it. Uh, Since God is revealing let's go to the book of Numbers make sure I've uh, Numbers chapter number 13. I didn't plan on doing this I was just going to tell you about it, but don't do let you see it for yourself. Numbers, chapter number thirteen, the book of Numbers. Now Numbers is right after Leviticus. Numbers is right after Leviticus. Are your head spinning yet? Spinning yet? Amen. But we have to accept what the Word of God says, right? Amen. You know, so it don't matter about, about man's teaching. Now, uh, Numbers chapter number 13, because this is something else now we're going to see, uh, that is already happening in our day, okay? Uh, Numbers chapter number 13, I'm going to read verse number 23. Now, at this time, God has sent uh, um, has spoken to Moses. Moses has sent out spies, okay? And they to, to to view the promised land. At that time, the promised land is Canaan. Now, I'm going to read verse number 23. Now, verse 23 says, And they came unto the brook of Eschol, and they cut down from thence a, look at this, a branch, a branch now, with one cluster of grapes, and they buried between two upon a staff. Now, think about it. You're talking about one cluster of grapes on a branch. And it takes two people to carry one cluster. Did it say grapes? So think about grapes today. Think about grapes today. Now, when you compare, does it take two people to carry a cluster of grapes today? So that must mean that there had to be something going on in the genetic DNA, or whatever's going on, genetic modification. That's what the word is genetic modification. I got tickled the other day and my daughter was, was uh, um, she was frying chicken and she had these little bitty chicken legs. She said, well, I don't, Mama, I don't know what's wrong with this chicken. She said, look how small these chicken legs are. I said, well, baby, it might be because that's the way they're supposed to be. And what you've really been buying is genetically uh, modified, right? You know, you're no know good with them breasts that we eat. That's not can't be. Oh, Lord, we got chicken today. Hey, my, oh Lord, help us, Lord, help us, Lord. Amen. What you gonna be out because it's blessed. The food is blessed, okay. The food. <laughs> Man, some men are laughing at me. The food is blessed, okay. It's, it's blessed. So when we sit down, we bless that food. It's gonna be. It's all right, okay. Because God said, whatever you put before you, be blessed, it's okay. But what has happened is when we look at things that we're buying right now, that they have been genetically modified. As it was in the days of Noah, that's a cluster grape grapes that it's going to take two men to carry. So there has to be something going on just like it is today. Amen. Same thing. You know, when they were talking about uh, um, trying to uh, 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 clone humans, they're doing that too. They're doing that too. They're cloning humans. They're doing that too. They're doing, they doing all that crazy stuff. Well, there's a lot of things that's going on, you know, right now. You know, women, they're talking about, you know, having robots and, you know, and all that stuff. But all of a sudden now, they're in the far, some of these foreign countries, and some things that's hidden in, in America that we do not know about, they are cloning as well. Amen. Because they, they were talking about, at one point, about how to clone the chicken or how how to do things so that, yeah, even to the point of, you can take that bone out, you know, and, well, let me leave that chicken alone. But anyway, anyhow, there are a lot of things that's going on that, that, it, that's going on now that happened back then. Genetic modifications. Now listen, you know, when we, when we, they even, you know, here we go with the beef now. We don't have beef today. Okay. But they are doing the same thing with cows. And that's a genetic modification. Amen. So be, that lets us know all these are signs as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be when the Son of, uh, son of Man returns. When, that means Christ is speedily on His way. But the question is, how do we live in a perverse generation? Let's go back to Genesis chapter number 6. Let's go back to Genesis chapter number 6. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter number 6. Now, I want to read verse number 11 before I go to verse number 8. Okay? Verse number 11 says, The earth also was what? Corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with what? Violence. We have so much violence today in our world. Amen? I mean, you're not safe anymore. Uh, Only in the arms of Jesus. That's the only place you're saved. And then you got to have some common sense too. Amen? Because people are doing some crazy stuff. Violence is everywhere. Unrest is everywhere. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. Okay? Now, verse number 12 says, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all what flesh had corrupted his way up on the earth. And God said, verse 13, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through who? Through them, through flesh, through mankind. See, it's nothing wrong with the earth, it's just what God put on the earth called mankind. Because mankind now, the whole earth is uh, filled with violence. So, how do we live? How do we live in this perverse generation that we have? How, how, how do we live? I mean, how do we live? Well, the answer is also in the Scripture. Amen? Now, looking at verse number 8. Looking at verse number 8. Verse 8 says, But Noah found what? Grace. He found grace. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He finds grace, but how do I find grace? Well, what is grace? Uh, grace is favor, merited favor in the midst of a wicked and corrupt generation. Here is this one man and his family. He finds, he gets favor from the Lord. Amen. Well, how do I get favor from God? So, what is it that I need to know? What does I need to do? So. With Christ comes back, I will be I will be one of those elect that will be taken with him. Amen. Now, this is our last scripture. Let's go to the book of uh, Hebrew, the book of Hebrew, Hebrew chapter number eleven, Hebrew chapter number eleven. How do I live uh, in this perverse, in this distorted? Because everything today is distorted, right? I mean, everything is false, is crooked. And we're living in a faithless generation. There are people that do not believe God. They don't believe that's a, a God. They don't believe that God has wrath. You know, they just live like there is no tomorrow and like there is no judgment to come. Amen. That, that's how uh, mankind is living today. But how do we live in this, in this crooked generation? In the midst of all the violence and in the midst of all this craziness that's going on? Now, how do we live that, that, that godly life, okay? Now, Hebrews chapter number 11 says this. Uh, chapter 11, verse number 7. How are we there? Hebrews. Hebrews New Testament. Hebrews chapter number 11. We want to know, how do we live in this perverse generation, this crooked generation? This this thing that's distorted where people don't have faith anymore in God. And, you know, God is the last thing on their mind. Amen. Now, verse number seven in, in Hebrew chapter 11 says, by what? By faith. By faith. Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. The first thing, how to live in this perverse and distorted and faithless generation, we got to have faith you got to live, you got to walk this walk by faith. Because, see, when he was warned, he was warned about things that, had not, that he had not yet seen. Not seen as yet. Now, uh, during that time, it had never rained. It had never rained upon the earth when God begins to speak to Noah and tells him to build an ark. It never rained. So naturally, people looked at him and say, he's crazy. And he said, God's going to come back. And he's still building. And it's like, oh, he's crazy. There's never been rain before. That. I, I could not even imagine in my mind all those years without rain. Think about it. That's amazing to me. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's literally amazing. So we live by faith, okay? Now, the reason why we've got to have faith, if you look at the verse above it, verse number 6, Because if we're going to go back to verse 7, looking at verse number 6, this is why we've got to have faith, okay? Verse 6 says, in Hebrew chapter number 11, it says, But without what faith, it is impossible to please Him. That means it's impossible to please God without faith. So, So in this generation, we've got to walk in faith so we can please our Father. Okay? He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Then it says, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is. Most people say, God, God, have mercy, God, but they don't believe He is. They don't believe He can do what He say He can do. Amen. So, so the Bible here says that for he that cometh, and we're going to go to God, and we're going to petition God, we must believe that he does exist. I can't see him, but I know that he exists. I see him in you all. That's how I know he exists. I'm able to breathe and get up, not by my power, but by his power. That's how I know he exists. And how the seasons change the way they do, that's how I know he exists. And even when we look at the creation, how things change in their own season, all you do is look around and you can see that God does exist. Amen? You know, when we're in trouble, we don't know how we got out of that trouble. It's because God was there. Amen? So He does exist. Amen? Now, and then it goes on to say that, and that He is a rewarder, of uh, them that diligently seek him. If I seek the master, if I seek God, God's worship, he's gonna reward me. So, it, it can't be, uh, 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 haphazardly. It can't be halfway. You, we have to, uh, diligently. The word diligently means we've got to be persistent in seeking God because God has a reward. Amen? So, we've got to be able, in, in this perverse generation, Whatever the situation is in our life, we got to seek God. We have to keep on seeking and keep on seeking and keep on seeking until we get the answer that God's going to give. God don't give the answer because He said, "I'm a rewarder." That is, but I got to do something first. I got to seek Him. Okay. So in this perverse generation that we're living in, this faithless generation, we got to make sure we're seeking Him and we got to make sure we got our faith. We make make sure we we have faith. Okay. Now, looking at the latter part of verse number seven, it says. Now, no, he was moved with fear. He prepared an art to the saving of his house. Now, then he says, for the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and he became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So what he does here, he when God speaks to him and tells him, what's going to happen, and knowing the outcome, he immediately followed instructions. I'm like, okay, God, how did he know what to do? Well, I, I, I know he heard you, but God, what else is in that? Now, it has a lot to do with his bloodline, okay? That's why you have to be careful who you connect with. Amen. I you be very careful who you connect with. Now, when it comes down to it, Methuselah uh, that lived nine hundred and I think sixty-nine something years. Now, he, he was his father, okay? But Ena, the one that walked, the one that walked with God till he was found no more, was his grandfather. So what he was, he had connected himself with people of godliness. His parents was godly. His grandfather was godly. So, so the thing is, we have to make sure we are connected with godly people, right, in this perverse generation. Amen? Because if you are not connected with godly people, then what happens? Well, we'll be like the girl that was on Channel 7 News. <laughs> uh, amen? The, 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 we'll be like that. Because see, when you're outside, when you're walking outside of the will of God, you'll do everything the book of Leviticus says. You know, it says, "As in that, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the when the Son of Man returns." I mean, men were lying with beasts; people with corrupt minds, and that's going on in our world today. That that's what they're doing. Amen. So, all these things—that's why it's so important that in this perverse, this crooked generation. <laughs> This, this distorted generation that, that that we have a mind of God. We walk with people that are godly. Yeah. Because if you're not walking with the people of God, that's why I always tell people now, uh, and this is for married couples. I don't know why I'm throwing this out here, but I guess I will. But I always tell people that, that are married. Now, if you're married, don't be hanging out with single folks. Amen. I'm gonna tell you the reason why. we well, single people; they can come and go as they please. They don't have nobody clothes to wash the except they own. Amen. They can cook when they want to. Amen. They can go out and do whatever they want to with their money. Amen. But if you're married, that's a marriage is a covenant. It's a covenant by God. It's a covenant. So by it being a covenant. Then, if we begin to hang out with other folks, and we married people do what married people do, right? It's supposed to be togetherness, right? Oneness, right? Now, if that other person, you know, they'll tell you right quick, oh, I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't take that. But well, they ain't got nobody. They go home to sleep by themselves. Or may have, you know, different partners here and yonder, you know. Come on, y'all, we're talking about this world, right? a Corrupt world. So after a while, they're going to get, by the time they get through talking to you, you're going to be in love with what you got. And then if you ain't careful, they're going to move right up there where you at. You got to be, okay. 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 Don't believe, okay? Because it will happen. Because see, the same way, the same way they're seeing how you are being blessed, amen, because the Bible says, uh, uh, uh 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 how is it though about it's better to have two together now, to, to, to that point. Yeah. Because see, when you when you come down with two now, see, you, you with the money with two people is a whole lot better than money with one person. And see, a lot of times you don't struggle as bad when you when you do the right thing with your money. Right? Okay. But when it comes to the point wherein you got uh 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 sister Sue over there looking at seeing how you got it going on appears to then sister sue wants to look at your your cupboard amen and when yours is messed up okay when yours is messed up what happens then all of a sudden what happens is here comes sister sue then got her somebody and she's happy married now and then you're on the outside looking in after she has uh, influenced you to, to give up you know what i'm saying Wow, that must have struck a hole somewhere. huh ah. Woo! Okay, amen. All right. Now, praise be the Lord. Amen. Right, let's give God a hand clap of praise for His word. Amen. Amen. Living, living in a perverse generation. Living in a perverse generation living in a perverse generation we got to have that faith y'all we got to have faith we got to have faith that you know whatever is going on that we as saints and the bible tells us we are not to be partaker of it and it's not even supposed to be named among the saints that's what the word of god says so we want to make sure that you know we live a godly life in 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 this in this perverse generation because see The only Bible that some people will read will be us.